0: Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Today's Bible verse is Psalm 32, 6. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. Today's verse makes me think of two similar and heartbreaking occurrences. Years ago, someone I cared deeply for sent me a series of messages that revealed a great deal of guilt. It appeared the individual had spent some time reviewing her past, the way she had at times behaved, and the pain she had caused others. She expressed amazement and maybe even disbelief that I could love her, considering who she was in her estimation and all that she had done. And as I listened, my heart ached to see her set free. Sadly, however, she refused to turn to Jesus, the only one with the power to erase her guilt, to transform her life, and to lift the heavy weight of condemnation from her shoulders. I knew in Christ she could receive complete absolution, if only she would trust in him to cleanse her and make her whole. Not long ago, I held a similar conversation with a believer, a woman who had trusted in Christ for salvation, and therefore who had been declared righteous in him, but who struggled to really receive the grace he offered. Therefore, although he had set her free, she remained in self-imposed bondage. The passage in which we find today's verse speaks to both situations, to the person enslaved to sin, It offers an invitation to come and receive mercy from the risen Lord, but it calls to the one already redeemed as well, to rest in that victory that Christ has already won. The passage begins with a beautiful proclamation, to some a celebration, and to others an invitation. David, ancient Israel's second king, wrote, Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not count against them, and in whose spirit is no deceit. I love that line, in whose spirit is no deceit. The one who has nothing to hide and no reason to pretend. The person who understands through personal experience what it means to have their souls washed clean. The one who refuses to obsess over the sins and mistakes of their past and who chooses instead to obsess on the God of grace. That was David. Now, if you're familiar with Scripture, you may know that for the most part, he lived an exemplar life characterized by deep and consistent trust in and dependence upon God. For years, he lived as a fugitive, fleeing from a murderous king, refusing to return evil for evil or to take matters into his own hands. His relationship with God was so strong, And his commitment to godly living was so strong that God himself referred to David as a man after his own heart. But David wasn't perfect. And like you and I and every other human who ever lived, David battled sin. There came a time, in fact, when he messed up in a really, really big way. While on the rooftop of his palace, a position that would have given him an unrestricted view of the homes and the people below, he saw a woman named Bathsheba, performing her monthly ceremonial cleansing. He saw her, he lusted after her, and he sent some of his men to get her and to bring her back. Now, this is speculation on my part, but I highly doubt Bathsheba felt she was able to deny this request. He was the king after all. And she was a woman living in a patriarchal society where women didn't have a lot of rights or value. And then once she became pregnant, and David learned about this, he devised a plan for her husband to be killed. Both deeds were horrible sins. Sins God called him out on and disciplined him for. But David confessed his sin, which basically means that he agreed with God that his sin was indeed sin. He repented of it, which means that he changed his behavior and he returned to God. And because he did, Because he chose to call on God and his mercy, when God indeed could be found, he received forgiveness, complete absolution. Some scholars believe David wrote the passage in which we find today's verse after he had committed this sin with Bathsheba, after he wrote a psalm of repentance in Psalm chapter 51. This story of David's moment of moral failure, it emphasizes two important truths. First, for those who don't know Jesus personally, who have yet to surrender their lives and their eternities to him, now is the time, the day when, through faith in Christ, we can receive God's mercy and complete cleansing. Scripture emphasizes in today's passage and elsewhere the importance of responding to the gospel now, because no one knows what tomorrow will hold, and tomorrow, sadly, could be too late. In 2 Corinthians 6, verse 2, we read, Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. David's story also stresses the importance of living in grace once received. Consider this. Failure to walk in the grace God has already given us in Christ denies the power of the gospel. When we live anchored in grace, however, we declare to the world that he truly is a God of love and mercy who came to set all mankind free. Now, I don't know which of those examples you find yourself in, and if you indeed do. I don't know if God is calling you to respond to his free gift of salvation, or if he is calling you to plunge your roots deeper in him, in his love and his grace. What I do know, however, is that God wants you to live in soul-deep freedom. He's already paid the price. Will you accept his gift? And once accepted, will you relish in it? Will you allow his grace to swallow up whatever is holding you to your sins from yesterday? If you have not trusted in Christ for salvation, you can do so now. It's all about recognizing that he is the God who brings salvation through his death and resurrection. He has paid the penalty for our sins. If you believe that, and if you want to turn your life, if you believe that, and you want to yield your life to him, to make him your Lord and your Savior, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Just repeat the words after me. Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the sinless son of God who came to earth to show us the way to God, the Father, who took our sins upon yourself so that we might be reconciled with our Creator. Lord, we know that we have not lived in a way that honors you. Forgive us for that. Forgive us for the times when we have chosen our will above yours, when we have failed to love you and others well. Free us from our sin. Forgive us for our sin. And empower us to live, transform. It is in your name that we pray, our Savior, Lord Jesus. Amen. And for those of you who have already received God's gift of salvation, I encourage you to pray this with me. Holy Father, help us to live more deeply anchored in your grace. Thank you that you have forgiven us from all of our sins in the past and from every sin we'll commit in the future. Purify our hearts from everything that does not bring you glory and flood us with your love, with your truth, and with your grace. It is in the name of your Son, our Savior, Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Your Daily Bible Verse is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.